On today's return of the Life After College podcast, we recap what we did this summer and shake a little rust off caused by our break. Segment two, we dive into the Louisville and Kentucky football scene and discuss if it is too early to hit the panic button. NFL week one is coming up and we give our expectations for our teams and who you should target in your fantasy drafts in the first round. And I promise you this player will be there no matter what pick you have. Wrapping up, we have our same closers while also introducing a new segment, our favorite thing we saw on Twitter. All that and more on a brand new Life After College podcast episode. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the return episode of the Life After College podcast. I'm your host, Austin Zershmi, joined by my co-host Tyler Brockman. Tyler, what's going on, my man? Man, I don't know. I forget how we do. But uh, let's get into it. Season two, coming back <laughs> at you. I know it might be a little rusty. We'll get back into it. Uh, so we well, basically took, you know, our well, last episode. Break. Yeah, our last episode was on Memorial Day. And we're recording this on Labor Day. So basically, the entire summer, we were just saluting the troops, you know, having a good time there. What exactly did you do in these last, you know, June, July, August, three months, last quarter? Ooh, let's think back on it. Uh, spent some uh, trips to the lake. Um, stayed pretty busy with school, doing a lot of dentistry, learning a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of been the bulk of it. I think uh, I had to really buckle down and study for my uh, board exams. So oh. took the written boards past those we're on to the next one you know yeah do you go anywhere by chance like to clean teeth like we, uh like doctors will like go to like random cities to like complete school you know what i'm saying what's that called like a residency yeah no no like once you graduate you can practice um, um I mean, some people will do like a one year, like hospital based residency or something like that to learn more. Um, if they aren't going to like specialize, but they want to, you know, learn some other stuff. But no, you can just jump right in, start practicing. I mean, we've been basically spending the last two years doing uh, clinic based uh, practice. So. Gotcha. Feel, feel like I'll be, I'll be ready when the time comes. Right. Good man. Well, from my side of things, kind of stayed pretty busy as well. We, well, wedding season is starting to kick up here a little bit. I had old Brandon Cleefoot and guest of the podcast. His wedding was a couple weeks ago. I was actually in that one. Um, if you deal. remember. Yeah, we yeah, had yeah. the uh, bachelor party at the the old lake house and had a hell of a time. So it all came through. He, you know, went through with it, and he's a married man now. They uh, 
did their uh, honeymoon in Key West. I think they had a good time. So pretty good there. We got actually a couple more weddings coming up here in the next couple weeks. Uh, Tyler Sharp's getting married in Cincinnati uh, on the day that is the usual Bristol night race night. So not going to be able to make it four years in a row to Bristol, unfortunately, but it'll be for a good cause going to another wedding. And then another high school buddy is getting married um, at Fraser Museum. Actually, I think that'll be pretty cool uh, here in the next couple of weeks too. So a lot of weddings coming up. Um, been playing a lot of golf too. I know my first time really playing golf was when we did the bachelor trip, you know, back in May. And then ever since then, I mean, I've, I bought my own clubs. I probably played 18, maybe five or six times. I played nine a couple of times. I go to the range almost weekly, work on my swing, you know, trying to fix that slice. But golf's fun, man. I don't know if you've ever went out and, you know, swung a club for real outside of like Top Golf or anything. But if you got the time and, you know, you'll be making that dentist money here soon. So you'll have the, the money to go out and get you a nice set. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's a hell of a time. Um, it's good to like, ever since like really high school basketball, you haven't really had anything to like work towards and, make yourself get better at i think golf since it isn't very like physically draining that it's easy to to jump into and to want to get better at like unlike you know another sport where you're all your energy is you know coming out and you're sweating and hot and whatever golf i mean you can still be hot and sweaty but you're not like running up and down and a lot of cardio stuff so easy to get into i think um, outside of the price tag for sure. Mm. But a lot of golf. Um, went to the Colony Club in Louisville a couple weeks ago. We saw Michelle Wolf, me and Megan did. Uh, and then I think we're going to go again. Me and uh, Stephen Jeffries are going to go see Sam Morell uh, in a couple weeks too. And I think that'll be a good show as well. Um, vacations too. Uh, in I think it was like early to mid July, went to Panama City Beach for round two. Uh, not too bad of a time down there. It, you, you know, you, with Panama City, it's you know a lot of the same stuff every time. So you're gonna hit the same restaurant, see the same things, do the same stuff. So yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, so I might try and something else maybe for next year um, but it was still a good time and then ever really since you know I recommended Zach Bryan a couple weeks or not a couple weeks ago it was a couple months ago a couple podcasts ago um, that he was going to pop off and be like you know crazy and you know how good he is and stuff and he ended up dropping his album that I had like 30 something songs on there. And then like a month later dropped like another, you know, 12 song like EP project. So I've just really been listening to, you know, 40, 45 brand new Zach Bryan songs all summer long and haven't really 
been able to release myself from the chokehold that he has on me. Um, I don't know. You're not really much of a music guy. I know you like to drive around in silence when you're in your car. You yeah. don't connect to anything. Yeah. So I mean, we did. We did. Uh, what was it last week? The Lumineers came in for a concert. Oh, went to went that there? one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm branching out, trying mm-hmm. to. Yeah, that was at the uh, Yum Center, wasn't it? It was. It was. It was pretty good. It looked packed too. I think. Yeah, um, it was good. Um, I I don't try to remember. James Bay, I think, was the opening act, um, and he was good too. So it was it was a good time. Trying to mm-hmm. trying to you know open my eyes to some music, open my ears. Yeah, well, like it was was that your first concert since Phil Collins? Yeah, the old Phil Collins, the old Philly boy. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of been, you know, the summer, a lot of golf, weddings and stuff, vacations and, you know, working always, you know, took a time off from the podcast to enjoy the summer, but wasn't taking off from work outside of like that week that we took for vacation. So still working, still doing the same job, doing the same stuff in the same apartment. Um, I will say I found a little life hack. Um, so I was having like really kind of like having trouble with spectrum internet for like the last, you know, couple of weeks or whatever. I don't know what it was. I think I fixed it, but I don't know. I was having to like reset the router and, and stuff, go through the whole thing, like almost multiple times a day for like mm-hmm. a couple of days. So I was getting pissed off cause it was fucking like messing with my connection at work. So one day I just decided to purchase AT&T and was going to cancel spectrum and call to cancel spectrum. And, you know, they go through their whole spiel of, uh, you know, what if we do this? Uh, where are you going? You know, what are they offering you? Uh, let me talk to my, you know, quote manager and see what we can do for you. They come back, give you an offering, whatever. So I told them I was going to switch to AT&T and they were going to offer me faster speeds at a lower rate, which was not true. A lot. I was bluffing. Mm. They were offering me same speeds, lower rate because it's like the new rate as opposed to, um, you know, your rate after a year with spectrum goes up. So I told them I was getting faster speeds at a lower rate. They ended up, you know, putting me on hold for 30 seconds, coming back, and they're going to match it. Um, so basically, I, I ended up canceling the AT&T order. Now I have almost twice as fast internet speed at the, you know, original price that I was paying before the price increase. So, you know, a little life hack. If you, if you want faster speeds at a cheaper price, just call them and tell them that you're going to cancel. You know, we may have to do that because we just hit year two on our contract or whatever and with Spectrum. So it it bumped up after the first year, right? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, well, whatever. Now it's at its new price. It bumped up again. We called and talked to them or whatever, and they were um, saying that the first year was like a double discount. The second year was like just a normal discount. 
and now we're in the third year, so it's like the normal price. And they said that there were no promotions available to us, so I got to call them up and tell them, hey, now it's time to cancel and see if uh, magically there's some promotions available to us. Right, yeah, because I, I was paying 55 and then it got bumped up to 70 for like you know, two months into this plan. I was getting pissed off because I just felt like my speed wasn't you know there my my speed was there but my connection wasn't but you know whatever and then they ended up offering me more at the 55 rate so i don't know if that's we had the same package or not but Mm. that's what we got Mm -hmm. going on but yeah definitely look into it for sure save you some money get some faster speeds and if not just switch to at&t because they're offering something crazy too they're doing uh, for their $55, 300 you know, megabit per second speed. At, um, and then they were giving you like a $50 credit and a $150 Visa gift card. And then they were going to pay, you know, your early termination fee if you had one too. So hmm. definitely something to look into. We're not sponsored by either of these companies, by the way, if AT&T does want to sponsor us, you know, swing by reach for out. sure. But yeah, um, I think that that wraps up, you know, kind of like what I've been doing the last couple of months. Did you have anything else that you wanted to plug or add that you did recently? Uh, I mean, I kind of plugged in that concert. I'd forgotten that we went out to that. Uh, concert, but it was a good time. Played a trivia night the other day for a Ooh. school function. You know, we came home with the dub. Really, we did. Was it as hard as the uh, the Flanagan's? Tri- no, trivia? no, it was. They were much easier. They were um, much easier. I don't know what that where that dude gets his question <laughs> at. Probably from the Harvard's you know law that, books or something. I mean, you should you should probably just know because that dude is a little. There's something a little off about him. <laughs> I remember one time we went there and he showed up late because he was like yelling at some little person in the crosswalk because he was staying in the middle of the road or something. Yeah, he was but, like, uh, sorry I'm late, everybody, but uh, just in case you were wondering, uh, a pedestrian walking has the right of way. <laughs> and this guy on, on a motorcycle almost just ran me over. It's like, oh my god! <laughs> we just spent ten minutes cussing somebody out. Like, I know. Get I was the, like, get the trivia. Can we? Can we play? Are <laughs> we? Uh, are you set up yet? <laughs> oh, good stuff. Jumping into segment two, we got a couple of topics for you guys today. We're going to go over college football week one, NFL. You know, seasons coming up, all the stuff that goes on with their early predictions and things of that nature. A couple fantasy drafts here and there. Who knows? Well, let's start off with, you know, kind of the elephant in the room of what happened, you know, on Saturday. Louisville against Syracuse. You know, there's a lot of hype surrounding the game. Brand new season. You know, the vibes are high. You know, Malik Cunningham had a cutout of what some linebacker said in his locker, you know, he's pumped going into the game saying that Louisville isn't really a challenge, whatever. So he was really taking it to heart. And final score of this game was not pretty. Um, Tyler, I'm going to have you have the floor here. 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was just ugly. Um, expected a lot better. Um, Syracuse wasn't like picked preseason to be a top, you know, ACC team or anything, and Louisville had pretty much dominated them the last few matchups. Um, so, not that you just expect any game to be an easy win because you don't know with new teams and everything, but was definitely expecting better than a blowout loss. Um, I'm not even sure the score really showed how bad it was. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, right from the jump, it was like, you know, they score, we didn't, they score, we didn't, they score. And it was like, <laughs> well, that's that's about as brutal as it gets. So, yeah, um, not a whole lot of bright spots. was hoping that the offensive line would have been better on this team. A um, lot of uh, experience up on the line, so that was kind of confusing. Um, Malik with some turnovers, uh, you know, we were kind of hoping as a as a veteran QB that you aren't going to have a bunch of turnovers, but you do. But, I mean, I don't know. It's not like it was one player or anything. Um, just couldn't score. You know, you run the gadget, wide receiver, pass, play, get it down to the three-yard line or whatever. You've got four plays and can't get a touchdown. Um, The only score came from, like, one, you know, one run that was broken for, like, um, I don't know, 30-something yards or something. Other than that, couldn't, couldn't score, couldn't get in scoring position outside of those two plays, so. Uh, that wasn't good. The defense still, uh, um, <laughs> I don't know. It still just can't stop anybody when you need to. And then, you know, even when they don't score, they're out on the field for 10 plays or whatever. So it limits your offense. But then the offense gets out on the field and can't do anything anyway. So no bright spots from the game. Um, I guess it's just game one. A lot can, you know, change for the season, but uh, starting off on the wrong foot for sure. Yeah, I will say, even if they do go 0-12 or whatever, have a poor season, at least they're going to be looking good doing it because they got some fire uniforms, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, they they do, I guess. Um, You know, they announced those, like, gray uniforms and i'm fine with those for like a one-off um they updated the like shoulder feathers or whatever i thought those looked a lot better but and what are we doing here (laughs) you know um you know what looks good winning you know you know what looks good scoring um it does look good it would it would look a whole lot better and you know we're we're on a short week got a game friday against ucf at ucf you know they're going to be fired up and then uh you've got your first home game and if you're if you're coming in owen two that's that's not great um especially if you know you end up losing that one so mm-hmm. um i don't know i mean it's it is early in the season it's just one game things you know could have been just a little funky or whatever, but uh, 
the back half of the season is just brutally hard. So if uh, you've already lost several games and, uh, you know, you're no longer playing for a realistic opportunity to get into a bowl game or anything, uh, that's where you could see a team just give up and really make this year a long year. Mm -hmm. I I think I've seen a lot of people say that this still looks like a poorly coached, you know, Cardinal team. Uh, And this is, you know, Satterfield's, what, third year as the top dog. Um, Would you say if there's another poor year that this is probably his last year and then you're back on the, you know, rebuild uh, once again? um, Yeah, I mean – it's it's a contract year for him, I guess, so to speak. But, um, you know, if he goes 0-12, like, he's definitely getting fired by the end of the season. <laughs> um, if he goes 11-1, and obviously he's getting ex- an extension. But somewhere in between, um, you know, he does just well enough to get another year. And, I mean, I'd, I'd like for him to do well enough because we've got that really good recruiting class coming together. And uh, I'd see that fall apart because that would just leave whoever stepped in just like such a bare uh, roster to try to put something together. So um, you think they're all coming for Satterfield, though, or they're all coming a little for Louisville? Well, I mean, you'd like for them to come for Louisville, but realistically it's, you know, about the relationships that they have in the recruiting process with the coaches, maybe not just the head coach, but their position coaches or, you know, whoever. Um, But I mean, that, that'll fall apart though, you know, uh, without that, I think, I mean, I, I don't see how you, you know, could be a top recruit, be committed and then all the people who were recruiting you aren't going to be there anymore. Like I I could, it it wouldn't surprise me to see the class fall apart at that point. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I thought he was a, a good hire at first. Um, You know, very by the rule book kind of guy that I think, you know, the football team needed, but they also need to win. And, you know, that's something that the last coach that was there was doing but wasn't doing, you know, the right stuff outside of winning. Yeah, well, then he ended up losing <laughs> too. So, um, you know, if he had gone, you know, 10-2 and two that season, didn't matter what he was doing off the field. I mean, winning fixes all that. So, um, no, I mean, the frustrations with the fans, though, have got to be about, how it's losing the same way over and over again. You know, you get in the red zone and you can't score. You um, can't stop anybody on defense. You know, there wasn't a defensive coordinator uh, change, which I think fans were upset about. So it's like, okay, well, you got to prove that that was the right decision. And one game in, I don't think that's proven to be the right decision. So uh, we'll see. You know, yeah. on to week two. On to week two. It's a short week, so you got to get on it. UCF. I feel like Louisville for a you know top D one school. I feel like they kind of have you know one or two games a year where they're playing on like a weird day of the week. You know, 
Yeah, I mean, I think the next two games are on Friday because the first home game is against Florida State on the 16th, and that's a Friday. Um, I don't know. I think it goes back to the um, like Conference USA days. You know, you got to play whenever, whoever, like whenever, wherever, all <laughs> that sort of thing. So um, I, I don't mind it. You know, when you play on a weird like Thursday night, Friday night, something like that, sometimes you're the only one on TV. So um, you kind of get the full attention. So that's yeah. good if you win. You know, full attention of winning, but it can be miserable uh, if you lose. Yeah, but I also feel like you know when you're when you play on like a Thursday or a Friday, and then you know Saturday comes around, you're like, man, I kind of wish we were playing tonight as opposed to two nights ago. I don't know. I mean, as a fan, I think you know if you've already got that win from last night, then you can just wake up and watch football all day long and you know, not worry knowing that, oh, you know, your team already won. So that can be a nice feeling. Right. Yeah, and I mean, you know, switching from UofL going to to UK, UK kind of took care of business, you know, against Miami of Ohio. I wasn't really worried about them um, losing to the Red Hawks, but, I mean, they made it close for in the first half. I mean, it was – you know, 13 to 10 at halftime. And, you know, they kind of busted it open in the third and fourth quarter. I guess they finally turned it on. Uh, ended up winning 37 to 13. So nice to see that they kind of put it together uh, towards the end. Uh, kind of start, you know, see where they're going. Uh, I think they were ranked too. So kind of wondering on, you know, what they'll do for the rest of the season. Should have another, you know, next couple games should be wins as well against, you know, Youngstown State and then Northern Illinois. And then there's Old Miss, you know, after that. So it's when the SEC schedule picks up and then Louisville, of course, to to end the season. Um, So, I mean, you know, we'll see how both teams fare at the end of the year. I think that's enough for the, the college game. We are approaching NFL week one. It is currently, or last week it was week zero. Now it is going into week one. How are you feeling about your J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets? Um, You know, uh, not too bad. Joe Flacco, elite quarterback. Um, Mm -hmm. He'll be kind of taking the reins at the start. Um, I mean, I'm not expecting anything big this year, but I think, you know, when we're in week 14 or so and the TV, which teams are, you know, uh, top of their division, which teams are, you know, in the wild card spots and which teams are in the hunt. You know, I'm, I'm hopeful that the Jets are going to be, you know, in the hunt. Um, be a big improvement from uh, last year and just keep that momentum going forward. How um, upset were you about Zach Wilson's knee in preseason? Uh, to be honest with you, not too upset. Um, it's not a super like long-term injury. You know, he should be back within a few weeks. Um, and I'm not sold on him really as like the quarterback of the future anyway. Oh. So, yeah, well, I mean, not a hot take. 
Um, I mean, look around the league. Do you think he's, you know, one of the top quarterbacks? If you do, okay. Stick with him, ride it out. Um, If you have eyes and you can see that he's not, you know, you're always going to be looking to see which quarterbacks are going to be in the draft next season and looking at them. Yeah, but compared to, you know, other quarterbacks, I mean, he may not have the the arm talent or the, you know, mental capacity that these other quarterbacks have. Uh, but he does have that dog in him. You know, he does. Um, and that's got to account for something for you. It, it, it counts for enough for me to give him this year. <laughs> You, know, you you don't care about anything but winning. It doesn't matter about nothing else. You just want the dub. You know, I don't know what else should matter. That's a fair point. Um, so as we kind of go into our you know predictions, there's been a lot of movement going around. Tom Brady is he's either the mass singer or he's going through a divorce. He's, he's definitely old. He is 45. I know that for, for sure. Um, is that Bucks team going to be, you know, as good as they've been in the past? I mean, how much longer can Tom Brady go, you know, to being elite? And then if he's, you know, going through a divorce, is that going to open up, you know, next level Tom to where he's, throwing 6,000 yards and 60 touchdowns, or is it going to really affect him to where he's, you know, 3,000 yards and 25 touchdowns and 15 interceptions and kind of the start of the fall off? Is Giselle the glue that is holding him together, or is it the, you know, something that's holding him back from reaching the ultimate Tom? Who knows if that's even a thing? If they're even going through a divorce, it's all speculation. I don't know. That's news to me. I hadn't even uh, heard about that one. So oh, that's kind of like why he took his little hiatus for 11 days and then came back and was like, you know, I'm 45 years old. I got a lot of stuff going on. And you can like tell in his voice that it was a little, hmm. he seemed a little upset about something. A lot of people, a lot of the rumors were flying that him and Giselle were getting a divorce or. He was going to be on the mass singer. Two completely different uh, takes, um, but those are the two most popular ones on why he was missing time at training camp. But now, who knows? But other than that, I mean, do you have any early predictions that you want to make? Who are going to be kind of the top teams in the league? Who do you see going all the way? I know you said you want the Jets to be in the hunt at the end of the year. That kind of doesn't really say, you know, Super Bowl contender um, to me. So who do you think is going to be kind of like the top four or five teams at the end of the year? Uh, you know, I mean, I'm going to be rooting for the Ravens as well. I need yeah. them to pay my man Lamar because um, uh, I think that they've got, you know, a good team uh, and they could be around by the end of the season. Um. Man, Would you know. want Lamar to stay in Baltimore or hot take, depending on what happens this year, him going down to his home, Miami, and be the quarterback there next year? Would that be, you know, 
even better for him, you know, with all these wide receivers and stuff going on? Or do you want him to stay in Baltimore, even though Baltimore has, like, no ties to, to Louisville? Um, I mean, I like – I like so far like what he's done at Baltimore. I like how Baltimore is built around him and, you know, they've supported him. So, I mean, I'm not ready to see him, you know, just go to some other team. Um, but I want to see him get paid. So, you know, do what do whatever's best for him. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's really all my opinion is of it. Um, if he did go somewhere else, I'd want him, you know, I'd want him to build the roster around him, you know, run an offense around him and that sort of thing, you know, really buy into it, not just, you know, have him and try to fit him in. If that makes sense. Yeah. So you got the Ravens. You think the Bengals had a fluke here? Do you think they have a shot at going back? Um, and no, I mean, I, I think that they are going to be in playoff contention. So uh, if you if you get in, you're a possibility to to go all the way. Fair enough. Um, you know, I'm really hoping that my Chargers really pull it together. This is like the first year since I've been a fan that they've like actively hit the trade market and signed you know, big-time free agents, you know, because they really don't really spend any money for being, like, a big city, big market team. But this year, I mean, they went out and traded for Khalil Mack and signed J.C. Jackson, uh, Kyle Van Noy, you know, a bunch of these defensive tackles. Um, I think they drafted pretty well. Uh, Definitely bolstered the offensive line. They still got the right tackle to deal with, but I mean, they should be have as good of a shot as they've ever had since I've been a fan. Um, they had they had a good shot back in like 2009. I don't know if you remember, but we were like 13 and three or even like 14 and two had a buy. And then played the freaking Jets and lost to Mark Sanchez's booty. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but definitely, you know, left a sour taste in the mouth from way back then. And then they haven't really made the playoffs in the last couple of years. It kind of is, you know, kind of crazy to say that out loud. Because I feel like they've had, you know, strong rosters, but, you know, they've played so many one-score games and have been on the wrong side of them multiple times, probably all the time. Um, came close last year, but, you know, really, I don't know, people were talking about how they shouldn't have called that timeout at the end and the Raiders were going to kneel it and both tie and go into the playoffs together, but um, didn't happen, and you know, now we're, buying into having a good year, I think. So week one's coming up. I think we got the Raider the Raiders, yeah, week one. So we'll see what happens there. I'm excited. NFL will always be, you know, fun to watch. I got the Sunday ticket. So I don't know how many games you got going on over at your place, but you know where I'm at. 
come over, I'll have the, uh, I'll have a crock pot going of, you know, our favorite fall food and, you know, we'll have a good time. Good deal. And just a quick uh, last point with all this NFL stuff. Are you in any school, family, friend related fantasy drafts? Yeah, so I've had one already. Because um, you don't usually do these, do you? I feel like you I've never did them in college. Them. No, I didn't, but I've gotten into them now. So, yeah, um, degenerate gambler. I, I've, I am. Um, I did did one draft already, just a twelve man league. Um, but I'm starting something new this season, joining a um, dynasty league. So Whoa, you're big time degenerate now. Uh, you're right. Um, so I got to figure out exactly how all that works, how to switch up my, um, uh, you know, strategy and that sort of thing. So, yeah, a couple leagues here and there for me. Uh, I'm also the commissioner again for the work league. So that's fun. I need to add that to my resume. Um, going on year two of being the commissioner at CSSI. So that's always fun. Uh, got our draft tonight. You got any tips on who I should take with a, uh, let's say, a top five pick? Who are you staying away from? Who do you like as your first rounder? Uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, <laughs> I think it's important. I guess, you know, I got to explain myself. I think it's important to have a player in your league that you can root for. Uh, I think it makes the whole season worthwhile. There you go. Now, you know that there's there's no feelings in fantasy. It has to be, you know, all about the win. It doesn't matter who gets you there, who you're rooting for. It's who's going to get you points. Is Lamar going to be number one overall pick, you know, worthy? I think, think so. I, I do. Okay. And then round two, I should probably take Blau Powell. You think? No, he has uh, retired. Um, no chance of a comeback? No, he had a pretty serious like neck injury. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, he gave it a shot at coming back. Um, didn't happen. And so then he ended up signing like a one-day contract with the Jets. and um, So that, it was good. <laughs> All right. I'll keep scouting on who I should take number two. Kicking off segment number three, you know, we got the same segments that we do every time. We got our random question of the week. We got our recommendation of the week. And we always finish each episode with Tyler's quote of the week. But we are adding a new segment to this. Now, Tyler, can you give me a new segment alert sound? <laughs> We are introducing the tweet of the week. So we got, you know, a couple ideas that we have in mind. Either some funny meme that we saw, some like crazy ratio that somebody did on somebody, you know, a cool video, you know, something, you know, anything here and there, whatever is trending on Twitter. We'll retweet it, post it on our uh, Twitter page and then kind of go from there. But let's start off at the top. We got our random question of the week. 
and this is a little seasonal because we are getting into fall a little bit, end of summer, I guess. Labor Day kind of marks the end of summer, kind of start of fall here in the next couple of weeks. So what is your favorite fall food? You know, I'm a little worried that we uh, we might have the same one here. So I'm actually going to go ahead, flip, turn it right back to you. What is your favorite fall food? Oh, flipping back to me now. Yeah. This... I'm not, look, I'm not starting off by stealing your answers. That's not how we do this. So go I'm... ahead and let me know. I made sure to, when I send you the, the notes, I didn't pencil it in and then right when i sent you the notes i penciled it in so you wouldn't know what i chose but it sounds like you know you might be pretty confident that we might have the same thing so let's see what we got so you know a lot of people they'll eat this you know in the fall maybe even in the winter i can enjoy this practically any time of the year whether it's you know, 95 degrees outside and I'm in business casual attire, I can still munch on, you know, this. And I'm going with a big fat bowl of chili. And I don't know if that's what you had, but you got the chili, throw it in the crock pot, enjoy it on a NFL Sunday, enjoy it on a, a nice Saturday where you got the Backyard football going around, you know, get the leaves rustling, you're in your flannel, got your jeans on, you know, warm up with a nice bowl of chili. You got to have the noodles in it. We all know. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a spaghetti noodles kind of guy. You know, some people like to throw the elbow macaroni in there. Oh, no. Got to be, got to be spaghetti. Right. And then, you know, you throw either some, maybe some oyster crackers, maybe some Ritz crackers on top or dip them or whatever you want to do. Throw some cheddar cheese on top and you got yourself, you're having yourself a a nice meal. Um, So that's what I'm going with mine. Okay, Brock, are you doubling down with me? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll double down with the chili. You know, we're actually going to be whipping up a pot today. We were going to do it yesterday, but... It was too late by the time we were going to cook dinner. So we've got all the stuff for it. Making a nice pot. Let it simmer. Mm, I might have to ride over it. Mm-hmm. Some cornbread. You got that cornbread going too? Oh, I'm not sure. I didn't do the grocery shopping. <laughs> well, if not, I mean, you can always, you know, walk down to the Kroger and get it. it. Yeah. Um, I could. Yeah. Yeah, so I might be knocking on your door here in the next couple hours, especially if I start smelling chili in there. Oh yeah, if you smell it. And with that, we both got chili, so I guess there will be no battle poll here for this week. Um, because we got the same answer. But we'll jump into our recommendations and I don't think we're gonna have the same answer for this one. So Tyler, I'm letting you kick it off since you were so nice to let me start it off with the random question. What is your recommendation of the week? My recommendation is the House of the Dragon. It's the Game of Thrones prequel show. Um, I don't know how many years before, a lot of years before. Um, it takes place, uh, kind of the Targaryens, 
you know, are in control of the Iron Throne, that sort of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Just watched the third episode came out yesterday. So um, it's been a good one so far. You know, we binge watched uh, Game of Thrones after the fact, so we didn't really experience it on that week to week basis. But that's what we're doing for this show. So uh, it's it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I was watching Game of Thrones in, in college, and I know that you were hearing that uh, that theme song going on. Um, but you know, happy that you finally came around to to watching it. And so, with this kind of being like a a prequel, you said so it's taken you know hundreds of years in the past. So I guess they don't have like the same actors or actresses in this no 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 uh no uh like same actors or anything like that um i want to say it's like a couple hundred years before like daenerys is born um but same locations uh same like families and like houses you know you still have the the king and the small council you know, that sort of like politic, you know, struggle for power, those sorts of themes, um, you know, battles, um, dragons, obviously. Um, so it's it's got some of that familiarity, um, but, you know, kind of a new new plot, so to speak. Yeah, that's definitely on the list of things to watch on HBO max. I don't know if I'm going to wait for it all to come out and then just watch it all at once or get a couple episodes behind and then maybe catch up for the last episode. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen game of Thrones. I did watch it, you know, a couple years ago. So I may have to watch like the last episode or whatever, just to get like back into the medieval feel of everything. Um, I did just finish the Sopranos a couple months ago. So that was kind of cool. So I might mm-hmm. have to switch gears back to, you know, dragons and incest and all that stuff that's going on with Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then my recommendation, another show on HBO Max, it's called The Rehearsal. Don't know if you heard of it. You may have. But Nathan Fielder, who starred in the show Nathan For You, has another show on HBO Max called The Rehearsal, and it is basically, you know, it's... I don't really understand if he is the best actor in the world or if this is just who he is as a person, like, honestly. But the show is he's just... People will come to him, and they have difficult situations that they want to rehearse. So when that situation actually comes up, they know all of the kind of flow charts of things and how to get their desired result. So like in the first episode, there's this guy who's uh, has like a trivia team and he wants to sit down with someone on the trivia team and tell them that, he kind of lied when he first joined the team saying he had a master's degree when really he just has a bachelor's degree. So, and he's, you know, kind of flustered about that. So they go and they hire 
an actor to play the guy <laughs> that they'll be sitting down with and they kind of will shadow everything that the person will be doing. So when that guy gets into the actual real situation, he he's ready to go. So it, it kind of branches from there. I think there's another episode where someone is talking to their brother about getting their grandparents' inheritance and, you know, having that difficult conversation. But it's a, it's a very, it's a unique show that I like because nothing like that has ever been done before. And I kind of like the, the uniqueness of that because a lot of stuff nowadays are just, you know, prequels of shows that have come out before sequels or, you know, reruns of stuff that's already happened. So, you know, you got these new Star Wars movies or new Harry Potters or new Marvel movies, just spinoffs of, you know, comics or, or things that happened in the past. Prequels of this, sequels of that, you know, whatever. So to actually have like something that's unique and not really done before is is intriguing for sure. And I think he's just... Like I said before, I don't know if he's the greatest actor ever and everyone in the show is just like they don't know that they're on a show, kind of like how Nathan for you was. Mm-hmm. Um, or if everyone is just generally kind of like that weird and almost cringy kind of with social interactions. But definitely worth a watch. Uh, I think all the episodes are aired on HBO Max, so you can go and bench them all. Um, not too long. I think they may be like 20, you know, five or so minutes. And I think there's like six or so episodes. Uh, so definitely worth a watch uh, if you got HBO Max for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. I like the Nathan for you show, for so um, I'll have to give that one a watch. Yeah, definitely, definitely crazy. It brings you on a wild ride for sure. And then with that, we got our new segment of the week. We got our tweet of the week. So basically what this is, whatever tweet that sparks our eye, piques our interest on Twitter from episode to episode, we'll bring it to the to the show and let you all know, you know, if it's something funny, if it's something you know, kind of topical, cool meme that we saw, a funny video, you know, whatever we'll We'll bring that here, and that's what we're doing right now. So, Tyler, go ahead and tell me about your tweet of the week. All right. Well, uh, if um, let's see, you know about Brendan Fraser, right? The actor, Brendan Fraser. Was so it- he was in The Mummy. He was in George of the Jungle, like all about twenty years ago or so. Anyway, he kind of been out of the spotlight for a while. Then there was um, like news that he'd been selected as like the lead on this one upcoming movie, blah, blah. The fans were kind of like surprised, but we're like, oh, man, you know, glad for him, blah, blah, whatever. Anyway, that um, movie was called is called The Whale. And it just was like shown at one of these like film festivals. And it kind of went viral because um, they had gotten like such a big like standing ovation, and 
you know, it brought tears to his eyes and that sort of thing. So um, I saw that reminded me of all the mummy movies that I really liked. Uh, George of the Jungle. I liked watching those as a kid. Um, like that guy, Brendan Fraser. So we'll we'll give this one a, a watch once uh, it comes out or something. Yeah, I think I saw that kind of like video of him and like circulating, but I never mm-hmm. did watch it. Um, definitely have to when I retweet it and put it on the page. And then mine is kind of similar, not the not the funny meme type or crazy reply that you know you usually see on Twitter, but. There's a video circulating in the past, you know, couple of days of the Foo Fighters playing, and you know, earlier this year, Taylor Hawkins, the drummer, uh, passed away, and you know, I didn't really know if they were gonna play more songs, finish up more shows, or, or what. But Taylor Hawkins' son, Shane Hawkins, ended up playing at one of these festivals with the Foo Fighters and played, you know, My Hero. And was on the drums, you know, sitting in his dad's spot in front of, you know, thousands of people and, you know, really rocked out on the drums. So uh, that video came out and it was awesome to see him and, you know, Dave Grohl and all the other Foo Fighters out there playing still and didn't really know after, you know, Taylor passed what their, you know, road to the rest of their lives would be, but. There was a video of came out of, of Shane playing with the Foo Fighters, and it was awesome. I retweeted it on my own page and, you know, liked it numerous times when it was posted by other people. So I'll have to throw that on the wall. And if you haven't seen it, definitely look into it. I don't know if everyone is a, you know, 2000s alternative fan like I am, but definitely, you know, solid band, great video can be emotional if you know the full story um but yeah yeah i did see that that was cool it was cool wasn't it yeah <laughs> and then with that we end every episode the same tyler go ahead and break us out all right well you know i gotta gotta hit us with the brennan fraser quote said, as a young man, I prayed for success. Now I just pray to be worthy of it. <laughs>